All right, Jabo say good morning. Let us let us begin. Begin by thanking our sponsors for this morning's share to thank our Tamatora sponsors for the month of Tishrei. Dr. Linda Weinberg, Sarah and Ricky Gratz, Julia Rina and Eve, in loving memory of their husband, father, and Zayda. Dr. Paul Weinberg, Paris, Moshe, Ben Avram, David. We thank Ayala and Sarah Steinberg for dedicating all the Sherman Joshua's this month. In the schools of Rufu Shalema for Shulamis Bas Susha and Adam Yudip Ben Zev for dedicating the Sherman this month in the schools of all of our Tfilos being Niskabel. Our week of learning sponsors, Ira Miriam Grossman, in commemoration of the Arzite of Ira's father, Melech Ben Azriel, and Avi Zeisman, in commemoration of the Arzite of his mother, Ziva Bas Avram. Our Dafyomi sponsors, Jeremy and for today, Jeremy and Rachel Lassen for Rafu Shlima for Nisim Ben Sima and Sophia Liba Bas Rachel Yehudis, who are both having minor surgeries today. And to thank Ellen and Sumairowitz for dedicating this year today in honor of all of those who davened for Sue's Rafua. May she continue in Merit Hashem to have that Rafua in the years to come. Amen. I will say with that, let us begin. So we have a lot to do today, a beautiful, beautiful daf. Um, today's daf is Sadiq Tess, 99. 99, and we are picking up. Is it echoing? No, it's good. Okay, so is, is, today's daf is Sadiq Tess, 99. We are picking up on Sadiq Tess, Ahmed Bey's Amr of Yaakov Minar Pekod, which is 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 17 lines up from the bottom. So, what was this? so just to reorient ourselves, we left off with what I think was an absolutely fascinating question. So imagine, we'll call them, we'll, we'll use me as an example. I say to a shaliach, shaliach, I want you to go ahead and sell off, sell off, zobinli liska, go ahead and sell off for me a liska of land, and the shaliach instead does more. So let's use just contemporary examples of this. I say to the shaliach, I own multiple acres of land, sell off an acre of land for me, okay? And the shaliach sells two, sells two. So what's the shaila? The Shaila Rabosai is, how do we view his actions? Do we view his actions as essentially, he's done what I've asked him to do, but what else, what else? He's added to it. So what he did, in other words, one acre of that is correct. The extra acre is a hosafa. But the fact that he added on doesn't go ahead and negate the fact that what? That what? He did what I asked of him. Or do we say, no, I told you to sell an acre. You sold two acres. You violated the, the, essentially the, what's the word? The framework of our agency. And whenever a shaliyah violates the framework of the agency, essentially, he negates the agency. So in the Lashon of the Gemara, Lashon of the Gemara is, do we say, Mosif al-Dvaravu, that the shaliyah did what he was supposed to do, but he added on, but he added on, or do we say, no, ma'avir al-dvarafu. He violated the terms of the agency, and therefore, halacha lamaisa, what he did was null and void. A really fascinating question. So, Rav Yaakov, Minar Pekot, Mishnidi, Rav Yenat Hashma. Amr Balabayis, L'Shlucho, Teila, and Chaticha, L'Archel, interesting case. It was in Mar Trasipur, the following situation. A man says to his shaliach, Ruben says to his shaliach, give our guests, they have, right, Ruben has guests over. It's young to be, has guests over. Ruben guests over. And Reuven says to his, Reuven says to his shaliach, give our guests a piece of food. I'll call it a piece of meat. A piece of meat. V'hu amr t'lushtayim. And the shaliach said to the guests, you could take two. Now in this case, Reuven was very specific. One piece of meat, one piece of meat per guest. 
Not Hungarian, that's for sure, right? right so one, right, one piece of meat, one piece of meat per guest. Okay. Now what happens? The Shaliyah went ahead and gave them two. Vehinatlu Shalosh. And the guests took three. The guests took three. So what's going on over here? Kulan Malu. Now I will say the case in question is where it turns out that what? It turns out that the meat was consecrated meat. It was hektish. It was hektish. So now the Gemara says everyone committed mi'ilah. The Balabais, Ruben committed mi'ilah. The Shaliach committed mi'ilah. And the guests committed mi'ilah. Now I will say this is right guys. Now remember, what's happened over here? The Shaliach, the Shaliach has added on to what the Mishaliach, to what the principal said. So the Gemara says, So if you say that at the end of the day, at the end of the day, when a shaliach does more than the principal asked him to do, he's not in violation of the agency. Rather, what do we view him as? Performing more than the agency. For more than the agency. So, so then, it makes sense, I'm saying, that the Balabayas, that the Balabayas committed Mi'ila as well, because the Shaliyah was executing the agency that the Balabayas commanded him to. But I will say, if you say that when a Shaliyah goes ahead and what, and adds on to the agency, he's effectively violating the agency, then what? Then Balabayas, I'm Ma'al. Then why would we why why would we view the balabais as having committed meila? In other words, I both say this is actually quite interesting. When a shaliach acts outside of the parameters of his shlichus, he's no longer representing the mishaliach, right? He's no longer representing the principle. So, so I see what's happening over here. So, in this case, in this case, the balabais told the shaliach, "Give the guests one piece of meat." The shaliach gave the guests. Two pieces of meat. Two pieces of meat. The guests ate three pieces of meat. And what's the halacha? It's a me'ilah party. Everyone has committed me'ilah, right? Everyone's committed me'ilah. So the Gemara says like this. So here's a case of where the shaliach added on to the parameters of his agency, and yet you still see that the balabayas is considered to have committed me'ilah, which means that the shaliach is considered to be representing the balabayas, which shows you that what? Even when a shaliach goes ahead and expands on the scope of his shlichos, he is still considered to be representing the interests of the balabais. I remember one second. Because if you say that when a shaliach adds on to the parameters of his agency, he's no longer representing the balabais. Instead, he's kind of, he's gone rogue. He's out on his own. If that's the case, then what? Then what? Then the balabais should not be committing mi'ilah. Incredible, what I will say. So that sounds like we're saying, so at this moment in the Gemara right now, what it sounds like is that halacha even when a shaliach expands on the parameters of his agency, halacha he is still representing, he's still representing the principle. So the Gemara says, Mahatran, hashliach sha'asa shlichoso, balabayis ma'al, lo asa shlichoso, lo asa shlichoso, shliach ma'al. So we'll say, but yet we learned elsewhere. That in general, when a shaliach is representing the balabayas, if the shaliach executes his agency as he's supposed to, then the balabayas commits mila. But if the shaliach goes out on his own, then halach lamaisi hasn't committed mila. So what's the case? Listen to this. So here's what happened over here. 
See, watch this case, and this is fascinating. So Ruvain says, Ruvain the Balabai says to Shaliyah, give our guests a piece of meat. Okay, now what happens? So now, Ruben, so the shaliach is, is tending to the needs of the guests. The guests are seated. Shaliach says to the guests, Reuven, your host, would like to offer you a piece of meat. I, your shaliach, would like, I'm, I'm your shaliach for this evening. I would like to offer you a second piece of meat. And the guests help themselves to a third piece of meat. So in this case, everyone's interests are being clearly represented. So Reuven, even though Shaliyah ultimately is adding on, he's making it explicitly clear that the first piece of meat is from the Balabai is Reuven. And therefore, in this kind of case, Reuven, the, the Mishaliyah, the principal has committed Me'ilah, the Shaliyah himself has committed Me'ilah, and the participants in the Su'udah have committed Me'ilah, for they have eaten that third piece of meat of their own volition. Incredible. So we'll say, so I just want to point out, so we have no answer. In other words, we're, we're asking a very specific case. I remember how this all started. I appoint the shaliach to go ahead and sell an acre of land. The shaliach sells two acres of land. So what happened over here? Do we view, do we view the shaliach as going rogue? He told, he's not listening to me. So when a, what's the when a shaliach goes rogue? What's the His act is, he's terminated. Sounds very like, uh, you know, right? right? In other words, we'll call it the agency is terminated, right? In other words, He's no longer acting on my behalf. He's doing his own thing, and therefore I am not bound by his actions. Or do we say no? At the end of the day, he did fulfill what I asked him to do. He sold an acre, but he also went a bit above and beyond and sold an additional acre. But at least what I asked him to do is binding. So we haven't answered it yet. So here we go. Tashma, Haisik, Suvasamana, Machra, Shavamana, Medina. I suppose the Gemara tries to put this from the Mishnah. So listen to this. A woman has a Ksuva that's worth a mana, a hundred souls. And she sells a field that's worth 101 zuz for 100 zuz. So she goes in and she undersells a field. So what's talacha? Michra batal. Ultimately, her sale is void. Her sale is void. So it says, Are we not talking about a case where she took a field that was worth 101 zuz? And remember, her, her suv is only 100 zuz. So she took a field worth 101 zuz, and she sold it for 101 zuz. What is it when Mishnah says she sold it for a mana? It means she took a field that was worth 101 zuz, and what? Sold it for 101 zuz. But she herself is only entitled, of course, to 100 zuz. So even if she says, listen, I know I took a field for 101, and I know I'm only entitled to 100, I know I sold it for 101, I'm going to return this additional dinar, ultimately again, to the Yarshim. So the Gemara said, And I will say, what's Talach over here? Talach over here is, if a woman who has a ksuba of 100 zuz, takes a field of 101 zuz, even if she sells it for 101 zuz, and even if she says that what? I'm going to return one zuz back to the Yershin. What's the halacha? What's the halacha? The mechira's bottle. Why is the mechira bottle? What do you see from here? What do you see from here? That a shaliach who goes beyond the scope of his agency, or in this case, 
her agency, ultimately, their shlichus is batal. Their shlichus is batal. No, no, no. That's not the case. The case here, I will say, is where she undersold it. She took a field of 101 zuz and she sold it for 100 zuz. That's the problem over here. Dap of Tzadik test. Actually, look at Rashi before you go. Rashi, the Ozil, Umishum Hachi Michra Batal, the Tasa Shemacha Shamana Vidin Ramana. I will say this is how you originally in this case. The problem in this case over here is she took a, excuse me, she took a field that was worth 101 zuz. And what did she do? What did she do? She undersold it. When she undersold, so remember, the way we saw this in the Mishnah was she never had a right to this field, right? Remember again, a woman has a right to property not in excess in the, of the value of her ksuva. So if her ksuva is 100 zuz, she has no claim, no right, no abilities in a field that's worth 100 zuz. And the problem over here is she undersold it. Top, top of tzaddik test. So one second. Hami the seva bid the ozil. Hami reisha bid the ozil. So here's the problem. We assume now, if the seifa of the Mishnah is talking about a case where halacha l'maisa, where halacha l'maisa, she undersold, she undersold the field, then we must assume that the reisha, the first part of the Mishnah, is not talking about a case where she undersold the field because it doesn't make sense for the reisha and the seifa to be talking about the same type of cases. After all, the Gemara says, "Kedikani seifa." What did the seifa say? If ultimately again her ksuva was 400 zuz. So also remember again, we, this was the last case. This was the case of a woman who has a ksuva of 100, I'm sorry, 400 zuz. And remember, what did she do? There's multiple transactions, right? So field one, hundreds was good. Field two, hundreds was good. Field three, hundreds was good. Ula Acharon, the fourth field that she, that she sold off was worth 101 Zuz. And what happened? She went ahead and she sold it for 100 Zuz. In that case, I will say, what's Talaha? Mikhra Batal. That last transaction, that last transaction is Batal. And ultimately, again, all of the, all the other ones, all of the other ones, ultimately the transaction is good. So we'll say, so here's the problem. So now what it sounds like is, are all of the cases of the Mishnah talking about situations where she undersold property? But if that's what we're talking about, what, why do both the Risha and the Seifa have to teach me a case of an undervalued sale? To which the Gemara says, low. Risha is Seifa B'da'ozil. Sigmar said, both the Rish and the Sefer are talking about a case where she undervalued the sale. The Sefer, Hakamash Balan, Taima da Ozil Bidiyasmi, Aval Bididei, Mechra Kayim. Shabbosay, this is very interesting. The Sefer, which is this last case, Shabbosay, watch this, it's actually fascinating. So the Sefer case was, she's, she has a Ksuva 400 Zos. 400 Zos. Remember again, what is she doing? She's selling off multiple fields. Field one, field one, 100 Zos. Field 200 zoos, field 300 zoos. Field four, what does she do? She sells off a field that's what? Worth 101, four, four, 100. That last sale is bottle. The Kiddush in that case was, listen to this. Let's say, let's switch it around a little bit. Let's say she sold field one for 100, for 100 zoos, good. Field two for 100 zoos. Let's say field three was worth 101, and she sold it for a hundred. What would be the halacha? What would be the halacha? 
Both say it would actually work. Why would it work? No problem. We'll just take it off the next one. In other words, that that the reason the case of Mishnah, the reason why the last transaction is bottled because it's the last transaction. In other words, had she undersold the field somewhere in that chain a little bit earlier, it, no, 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 it's not good. But no problem. We'll just offset it against the remainder of the ksuba. That's the chiddush there. That's what it means. Avah bedida michrakayim. So the master, one second. But the truth is, I could have learned that. I could have learned that from the Mishnah as well. From, sorry, from the Reisha. After all, it was the Reisha. Remember again, what was the case of the Reisha? case of the Reisha was, Haksuva was worth 200 zos. This was the case. Remember, she's a good businesswoman. So what does she do? She takes a field that's worth 100 zos. And she sells it off for 200. She sells it off for 200. So what's Talacha? Or, Oshava Masayim Bimana. Or, I will say she takes a field for 200 Zuz and she sells it off for 100 Zuz. Either way, what's Talacha in both of these cases? Niskabluk Subasa. So I will say, so in other words, I know the concept that essentially we have a bit of leverage. If she makes a transactional mistake with the sale of the land, essentially, as long as there's outstanding suba money, who bears the brunt of that transactional mistake? She does. So for example, if she takes a field, a perfectly good field that's worth 200 zos, and she sells it for 100 zos, what do we say? What do we say? No problem, right? In other words, you got, you got your suba. You, you, you had an item of value of 200 zos, you, 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 you bungled the transaction. You're left holding the bag. You're, you, you're done. So in other words, so I'll say, so I already, I already know this concept that if she messes up transactionally, as long as there's outstanding suba monies, we actually let the transaction stand. It's fine because she bears the brunt of it. So I'll say, that's the same case as where she messes up with field number four versus, in other words, the reason why when she messes up in field number four, that that last transaction is bottle is why? Is why? Because we have nothing to offset the loss against. Had she bungled transactions one, two, or three, the transaction would stand. Because we would say what? We would say what? Right? The, the negative effect of the transaction would just be offset against the remainder of the ksuba. So why are you teaching me the same concept twice? To which the says, here we go. In the case, in the case of where what? In the case of where Halacha she takes a 200 zuz parcel of land and she sells it for 100. So it's easy for us to wash our hands of that, right? Because everything is kind of taken care of in one fell swoop. You got your parcel of land, you're done. However, this is interesting. I might have thought that in the case of the four fields, the case of the four fields, that where she's, she's selling off four, it's four different transactions. I might have thought that in that case, if she messes up with any of those fields, the entire transaction should be bottle. Out of concern that what? That if we allow transactions one, two, or three to stand when she messed up, what could you easily come to do? Validate transaction four as well. So, we'll say, so remember again, let me just go back to it just for a moment. In the case where she's selling off multiple fields, right? So remember the way the Mishnah frames it is she has a 400 ksuba, sells off field one for 100, good, field two for 100, good, field three for 100, good. What happened with number four? What happened with number four? 
She took a field that was worth 101 and she sold it for 100. What's talacha? What's talacha? That last transaction is bottle. That last transaction is bottle. But I will say, but again, what we've established is it's only because it's the last transaction. And, and why? And therefore, why is it bottle? Why is it bottle? We have nothing to offset the loss against. But if she did that same thing, took 101 Zuz field and sold it for 100 in transactions one, two, or three, what be the halacha? What be the halacha? It's kosher. Why? Because we could offset it against the remainder of the ksuba. The chiddush is, I might have thought that even if she does it in one, two, or three, it should still be bottle. Why should it still be bottle? Lest you confuse it with the case of if she did it with number four. Kamash Mulan, no. Kamash Mulan, in transactions one, two, and three, if she messes up, fine. We're just going to offset it against the remainder of the ksuba. But if she messes up transaction four, that's going to be bottle for the simple reason that we have nothing to offset it against. Incredible. Others explain an alternate version of this. So the Gemara says, Hello, Tibai Lecha, Hecha da Amrle, Zil Zarbosei. So, okay, so, okay, let's go back. We, we still have our original outstanding question. What's we'll again? What's our, what's our outstanding question? I ask a Shliach to do X. Shliach does X plus Y. I sell him to sell off an acre of land. He sells off two acres of land. So, what's the Shaila? What's the Shaila? What's the Shaila? Very simple. Is it Mosif or is it Over? Do we view the shliach as, did the shliach do what I asked him to do? Did he do what I asked him to do? Yes. On one hand, yes. He just what? Did more. So do we say, you did, what you, I, you did what I asked you, but you did more, and therefore what you did is still effective, or no? I asked you to do X, and nothing more. The moment you shliach add into X, you terminate, right? You undermine the tenets, the framework of our agency, and therefore we're done. We no longer have an agency relationship. That's our shaila. So here we go. Vikadamri. So we're now back to this discussion. Vikadamri. So Vikadamri. Haloti Bailacha. Hechad the Amrale Zil Zabin Liliska. Vizabin Likura. Devadai Mosef al Dvarav Havi. So what's this in this? Gemara says, I think we can all take it for granted that Allah Lamaisa, if I tell the Shaliach, sell for me an acre, and the Shaliach sells for me two acres, that certainly the agency is still valid. Why? Because essentially he's done what I've asked him to do. He's just what? He's just what? He's gone a little bit further. Or, or a lot further, right? He's gone a little bit further. So where's the Shaila? Where's the Shaila? So the Gemara says, Kiti Bailacha, the Amrale Zil Zabinli Kura, the Azil Vizabinli Liska. Arab, I'll say, here's the Shaila. The Shaila is when I tell him to sell more and he sells less. That's where the Shaila comes up, right? I ask the Shaliyah to sell for me a core, right? Let's say I asked him to sell for me two acres and he sells one acre. He sells one acre. What's the halacha here? So listen to this. So this is great. On one hand, the shleach is saying to me like this. Listen, I did you a favor. Why did I do you a favor? Right, this is the shaliach talking to me, right? So I told the shaliach, sell two acres. The Shaliyah sold one acre. So the Shaliyah says, listen, I'm helping you out. I did you a favor. How so? Because right now, you will say, it's actually interesting. It, from the Gemara's perspective, there's only one reason a person is selling land, right? You never sell real estate. Why are you selling real estate? Why? He's trapped for cash. So the Shaliyah says to me, listen, Silver, I know you told me to sell two acres because you're, you're strapped for cash. 
But I figured, Shliach says, I figured, let's start with one acre. See if that provides you with enough cash. Because once you sell, once you sell land, then what? Then what? You're not getting it back. In other words, you can always cash in the second parcel if you see you don't have... Both say, by the way, only a Jewish shaliyah does this, right? He, the shaliyah is going to tell you what you need, right? Is it just do what I asked you to do, right? I didn't ask the editorial comment. If I, if I want an opinion, I'll ask for an opinion. No, I thought about what you asked me to do, and I realized that, again, this is the better way to do it. Incredible. Mika'am chayisra. So he'll say, so, so again, so on one hand, that's, that's the time of the shaliyah is making. I know you told me to sell two acres, but the truth is I was thinking about it and I think you could accomplish what you want to accomplish with one acre. And because again, if you sell off now, if you sell off now, that's done. Versus sell off one now, see if you have enough cash. If yes, great. If not, we can always sell off the second one later. Oh, Dilma, Amrale, Lonecha Lei Delif Shishtari Eloi. Well, see, on the other hand, I can say to the Shaliyah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't want you to sell off piecemeal. Why not? I will say, because when you sell piecemeal, what happens? What happens? You have a whole bunch of different documentation. Now selling and have a start for this, a start for this, a start for this. And remember, the person who sold the field has have all the parties involved have to go ahead and keep track of the status. So I, I, the, the principal say, I wanted you to sell off both parcels at once because I did not want to have to keep track of multiple shtaros. So I will say, so this is the tension over here. So I will say, so I just want to point out, in this version, in this version, this version is positive, that everyone agrees, if I ask the shliach to sell off one acre, and he sells off two acres, that is mosif. He's mosif. The shlichos is still good. The shlichos is still good. He's not considered to be undermining the shlichos. Rather, what? He's simply adding on to it. Where is the machlokes? Or where is the potential issue? I ask him to sell off two acres. He sells off one. Shliach says, I'm doing you a favor because maybe you won't need the cash. And once you sell the land, you can't get it back. And I say, no, I don't want multiple real estate transactions. I just want one transaction. One transaction because I do not want the proliferation of shtaras. So it says the Gemara, I'm Rabbi Hanina Misura. So Tashma, let's analyze this. Tashma, Nasan Odina Shalzav, Va'amala Haveli Chalak, Bose is great case. I give, I give the Shaliyah, I give the Shaliyah one gold dinner. And Bose Rashi points out over here that one gold dinner is ultimately worth six sloim. Six sloim. Okay? So I give him a gold dinner and I say to him, Va'amala Haveli Chalak, buy me a shirt. Buy me a shirt. I, I want you with this gold dinner, these six sloim. I want you to buy me a shirt. And what happens? And what happens? The shaliach goes out. The shaliach goes out, and he buys me. He buys me a shirt for three sloim, and a talis, a cloak for three sloim. So remember again, I only asked him for a three for a six sala shirt. That's what I asked him for. He comes back with a shirt for three slime, and ultimately, again, a talus, a cloak for three slime. Now, both sides, now the unwritten part of this case is, and what happens? It turns out that the gold dinner that I gave him was hagdish. Was hagdish. Therefore, what's talacha? Shnehem ma'alu. We have both committed mi'ilah. Both of us being me and the shaliach. So, one second. So, now, what's happened over here? 
the shaliach went ahead and added on to the parameters of the shlichos. Right? I asked him for a shirt. I asked him for a shirt for six line. He got me a shirt. He got me a wardrobe. Right? He got me a shirt and, and a cloak. I didn't ask for that. So the Imam said, "Yeah, I'm right." B'shlam shliach ki I gave no osesh lichuso umosef al dvarav havi mishum hachi balabayismal. See if you say that when a shliach adds on to the parameters of the shlichus, he's still operating, still functioning as a shliach. Then it makes sense that both the shliach and I commit. Then that's why the balabayis has committed miila because my shliach is my extension, and therefore again I've committed miila. El iyam et marvi am ab dvarav. But if when the shaliach expands on the parameters of the shlichos, he's gone rogue, he's no longer considered to be acting on my behalf, then what? Then why Why am I, why do I the shaliach, oh, I'm sorry, the mishaliach, the principle, why do I have the status of having committed me'ilah? What's the case? So it's very interesting. What's the case over here? The case over here is where the shaliach got me a six-sella shirt for three slime. That's a good, it got me very good, it's a good shaliach. Right, he got me the shirt for half price. With the icy, the shavashesh b'shalosh. So he says, Yahachi, shaliach ha'maymal. Well, that's the case of us. I said, in other words, what the Gemara is saying over here is, I asked him, what did I ask the shaliach for? What did I ask him for? I asked him for a shirt, but also remember again, I didn't just ask him for a shirt. What kind of shirt did I ask him for? A six-sella shirt. So what's the case? What happened over here? He got me the six-sella shirt, but he got it for me for what? For what? For three slot. For three slot. Okay, great. So now, I, so in essence, in essence, the shaliach did perform his agency. He did what he was supposed to do, right? He got me, he got me the six-sella shirt. Great, for three slot. I have that's the case, then why did the Shaliyah commit Mi'ila if he's acting as my agent? I says the Gimara, the Shaliyah committed Mi'ila, why? A talis. Because remember again, the Shaliyah bought me the talis, I didn't ask for the talis. I didn't ask for the talis. So the Gimara says, came with Seba, that's because what about the Seba? Rabbi Yudam Rabbi Yudam says, Af Bazah Balabayis Lomal. They both say, and even in this case, the Balabayis did not commit Mi'ila. Why not? So here's the problem. The Balabayas can say to the Shaliyah, I wanted a nice shirt. You got me an inferior shirt. In other words, I wanted a shirt for six slime. You got me a shirt for three slime. But one second, the verse is my raw. But that's not how we just set it up. How do we just set it up? That the Shaliyah got me what? A six seller shirt for three slime. So what happened? To which the verse is rob dumim. This is fascinating. Then Shaliach says, says to the Shaliach, I wanted you dafka to spend more money. Why do Because had you bought me a shirt for more money, the shirt would have been worth more money. In other words, the, the, the Mishaliach, the principal, is not happy, is not happy with the fact that the Shaliach went ahead and got him an inexpensive shirt. I, it was six marked down to three. I definitely want six, because these items appreciate. So an item that's worth six, ultimately, again, over time, will become worth 12. So therefore, Allah the Mishaliach, the principal, is unhappy with what the Shaliach did. Tegenami diktani, always come back to this case. Everyone agrees in the case of legumes, the case of legumes, that both the Mishaleach and the Shaliach have committed Mi'ilah. 
Why? What's with kitnis? Amud beis. Amud beis. Sha kitnis b'sela. The kitnis b'pruta. Because we'll say kitnis is the kind of thing where halacha l'maisa. No matter what measure you buy it at, it's always going to be locked into the same price. Which is actually a quite fascinating. I look at Rashi. Tap Rashi. Tap the test. Amud beis. Sha kitnis b'sela. Rashi says. He kitnis bepruta lefichesh ben prutas besela. Then we should dezavin tfei lo mostly gabe. But say so. Kitnis is one of those interesting things where alochal amaisab. Whether you buy in bulk or you buy a smaller amount, the price is set. The price is set. To which the gemara says shmamina. Good. So the gemara says hey dami. What's the case? Ilim of asra dem zavni vishuma heich diyoyv lesela mostly gabe tfei. If it's a place where they sell by approximation. Then I said that would seem to indicate that what the more you buy, perhaps the better discount you will get. Papa, what's the case? Ba'asra the kaili bikani. No, no, it's the place where they go ahead and they measure it out. They measure it out. kana kana Ultimately, again, each vessel, each kana is sold at a pruta. Okay, so guys, so I just want to point out, we still have not answered our question, right? We're still trying to figure out our core question, which is. When a shaliach goes ahead and expands on the parameters of his shlichos, halacha l'maisa, halacha l'maisa, do we view it? We'll say two words to remember. What are the two words to remember? Mosif, he's adding on, but the shlichos is still, still intact, or, or, over. He's in violation, and therefore the shlichos is dissolved. So Tashma, here we go. Paisek suvasa arba meos zuz, ifrek suvas 400 zuz, this is very interesting. We're going, we, all, all roads keep leading back to this case. So remember again, this is our, this is Rachel, right? Rachel is Xuva, 400 Zul. So what does Rachel do? She engages in four different transactions. So transaction one, a field for 100 Zul, field rich, and, and again, the field is worth 100 for 100. Transaction two, field worth 100, 400. Transaction three, field worth 100, 400. Transaction four is we run into trouble. What happens in transaction four? She takes a field that's worth 101, and what does she do? What does she do? She sells it, she undersells it. She sells it for 100. So what's the halacha? First three transactions are good, last transaction is bottle. Now both sides, look at Rashi. Rashi's almost ready, Rashi says, We'll say, watch this. This is absolutely incredible. So the Gemara says, you know what this is a case of? Let's analyze this. Rachel has a ksuba worth 400 zuz. She is essentially acting as a shaliach of the Yisomim to sell off property. What did the Yisomim tell her? What did the Yisomim tell her? Sell off what? Sell off what? 400 zuz. Right, because that's the day of the ksuba. So I was like, so what does she do? What does she do? She ultimately takes four hundred zuz and she sells it off for a hundred. In other words, I will say what she's doing in this agency is she's waiting. The habamin is she's underselling. She's underselling the property. So I will say this is the case of going ahead and where the shaliach asks you to sell two acres, and what do you do? You sell one acre. I will say, remember again, just to reorient where we're holding. In this iteration of the Gemara, the Gemara said before that we are taking it for granted that if the Shaliyah, if, right, if the principal said to the agent, sell off one acre and the agent sells two acres, we're taking it for granted now that what? What's Talacha? What's Talacha? Mechrakayim. That works. 
Right, we, we view it as Mosif not over. In this iteration, in this Iki da Amri, what we are trying to figure out is what? Is Halacha Lamaisa, the Shaliach said sell off two. Sorry, the Mishaliach, the principal said sell off two. And the Shaliach sold off one. Shaliach says, sorry, Shaliach says, listen, I know you're strapped for cash, but I don't want to sell because you can't walk that back. And Mishaliach says, I don't want multiple shtaros. So I will say, well, look at this case. Here, effectively, the Yisomim said to the, to, the, to the woman, to Rachel, we'll call the widow, go ahead and sell off four hundreds of land. What does she do? What does she do? She sells off one. Granted, then she sells a second one. But when you look at each of those transactions in a vacuum, she's effectively, quote-unquote, doing less than what she was charged to do. And yet, what's the halacha? What's the halacha? Nechrakayim. We only run into a problem with transaction number four because she's underselling a parcel of land. But halacha, otherwise, the underselling of the parcel, right? The underselling of the parcel works, which would then seem to indicate to us that in a case where the mishaleach tells the shaliach, go ahead and sell two acres, and the shaliach sells one acre, that the transaction should be valid. No, 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 no. What's the case, Rabosai? The case, which is interesting, because this is where I, I envisioned this case from the beginning, but the Havamina is different. So, Rabosai, the way the Gemara originally, the Havamina is that she's selling off four contiguous pieces of property. So she could have sold it all at once, but she doesn't. Which Gemara says, Kashlam Bekatini. Rashi says, Lo hayu sados halalu yachad, ve'in ru'uyin adam echad, we're not talking about four contiguous fields. We're talking about four independent fields. So by definition, because they are independent, non-contiguous fields, the pashtos, they would have never been part of the same transaction. So because that, that's the case, so there was never the possibility of one comprehensive transaction. So pshita amala echavalolishnayim, so as I said, it's obvious in a case, look at Rashi, pshita amar lishlucho, so Machar li base karmi sado la echad So we'll say, okay, so we're not finished yet. So now watch the transitioning a little bit. So we'll say, so we still haven't answered our question. Right? Now remember, for our purposes, the question still extends both ways. Right? So case number one is where the Shaliach expands on the parameters of his shlichos. So do we say he's Mosif, but the shlichos is still intact? Or he's over, he's in violation of the shlichos, and therefore the shlichos is dissolved. That's question one. What's question two? Question two is where the shaliach does less than the mishaleach asked him to do. So once again, once again, do we still say the shlichos is intact? Or do we say, no, you deviated, and therefore the shlichos is bottle? Two outstanding questions. Expand on it a little bit more. So pshita, so we'll say it's obvious in a case, if I say to my shaliach, I say shaliach, I want you to sell off property, sell off, right, sell off two acres to one person, to one person. I say to him, la'echad velo l'shnayim. I say, and I don't say to sell off one part, sell off the acre to one person, not two people. So what's that? Like? I will say, and he goes and he sells it off to two people. Obviously, again, he's in violation of the agency and therefore his actions are void because I told him that got to one and not to two. So the Gemara says, so good. I'm really the echad stamamai. What happens if I just tell the shaliyah stam? Shaliyah, go ahead and sell off for me, sell off for me two acres. Sell off two acres to me. Right? Le echad stamamai. Sell it off to one guy. Now, what's the difference in this case? 
I say to one guy, but I didn't say what? I didn't say what? Not to two guys. Right? I just say sell it off to one guy, but I didn't add in that last part, not to two people. So what's halach am I? Ravuna says we interpret that still as one person, not to two. No, no, if you just said one, so one can mean one and two, one to a hundred. So the Gemara says, well, say, so machlokas. So machlokas. So again, it's a double pashit. If I say to the Shalia, sell off, the, sell off two acres to one person and not to two, obviously I've made my wishes explicitly clear. If I say sell to one, about an end, that last part, so that's the machlokas. So Rav Huna says, no, that means to one and not to two. Rav Kisra, Rav Barav Huna, even to two, even to a hundred. So we'll say one more piece quickly. Ikl Rav Nachman Surah. So Rav Nachman went to Surah. All the Gabay Rav Kisra, Barav Huna. Rav Kisra, Huna came to him. And they asked him, what do you do in this kind of case? Right? In this kind of case. In other words, they will say, where again, I say to Ruvain, sell off my property to one person. How do we interpret that phrase? To which Rav Nachman responded, oh, that could mean once you're saying to one, one could mean to one, one could mean to ten, one could mean to a hundred. As long as you don't say what? To one and not to two, you're not limited. It would this be true ultimately again, even if the Shaliyah made a mistake? To which Rav Nachman said, look at Rashi, So would we say the same thing, if the Shaliyah undersold the property, that the Shlichos would still be good? To which Rav Nachman said, I'm not talking about a case where the Shaliyah made a mistake. So we'll say, we'll stop a little bit for today. So just understand again, we're still, we still have our three questions outstanding. What happens if the Shaliyah added on to the parameters of the Shlichos? What happens if the Shaliyah did less than the parameters of the shlichos. And then I both say, in this case, of this last question over here, of when the Balabai says to Shaliyah, go ahead and sell a piece of property to a person, does that limit the Shaliyah from selling it to more than one interested party? Resolution of all three of those issues. Amir Hashem, Mishra Tov, Maslachas, tomorrow, Shukoyah.